John in Character presents... Dork Tales! Storytelling with a geekish twist. Strudel and Gretel by Amy Thompson All right, Reg. Today, I'm going to tell you a story that was originally written by Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm, two of history's most famous storytellers. The tale of Hansel and Gretel. Oh, Jonathan, I've already read this one. Oh, you have? Yes, I keep it on my bedside table and happen to bring it today. See? Uh, Reg, this is a printed out recipe for strudel. Yes, today's story is Hansel and Gretel. Huh? Oh, but strudel was close. It's a German sweet pastry. Our story is, in fact, German in origin. And includes sweets. Oh, well, I must have been confused. Uh, See, I knew I remembered reading the story. Here it is. That's Spackle. I was fixing some nail holes in the wall. You're getting further from the story than you were with Strudel. It's Spackle. Plus, you're missing an and in the title. Oh, I'm sorry, Jonathan. Must have gotten my wires crossed somehow. But I do believe I've heard this one before. Isn't Hansel and Gretel what the workers are doing in front of the house on the street? They're using a handsaw to fix the sewer grate? Oh, yes! And today's story is titled, Handsaw and Gretel. (laughs) Okay, okay, that's... it's funny. But you're way off. Sorry, Reg. That's quite all right. So I've never heard this story? Nope. It's brand new to you. Hmm. Could we eat strudel sometime? Oh, of course. Hmm. Yum. But uh, for now, how about we start the story? Oh, certainly. Be swift, because I'm peckish. Well, once upon a time, there was a woodworker his two children, Hansel and Gretel, and his new wife, the children's stepmother. Oh, I know where this is going. Oh, you do? Well, obviously the stepmother is evil. Wow, you're quick. I hear a lot of good stories, told by a great narrator. That's sincerely very kind. No joke? No jab? Jonathan... You think I'm only here to make fun and poke holes. Well, mostly. That's how all the other stories have gone. Hmm, well, I'm no step narrator. I want to hear this one, so I don't confuse a story about little children with wall paste anymore. All right. Well, as you already know, Hansel and Gretel's stepmother was not very kind, nor was she fond of the two children. And when their father told her he had lost his steady job, and the family was going to have to deal with pinching pennies, she suggested that they just get rid of the kids. No! Yes. She convinced him it was the right idea. He went along with her. He did. Truly? No questions? Well, he admitted that he'd be very sad to lose his children... But she persuaded him by saying, Husband, 
it is better they go, so we can eat. Otherwise, all four of us will be in the grave. Well, that's pretty selfish. I'll say. The stepmother pitched to the father that they take Hansel and Gretel far into the thickest part of the woods, build a fire, give them a little bread, and tell the children that they'll be back when they're done with their work, but then never return to pick them up. They'd be lost in the woods forever. However, Hansel and Gretel were so hungry, they were unable to sleep that night, and through the thin walls of their tiny home, they were listening in on their father and stepmother's plan. Ah, good! Smart youth! I always say that's what we're missing these days. Smart youth! Yeah, coming from the guy that said Hansaw and Gretel. Exactly! Anyway, because Hansel and Gretel heard the story, clever Hansel said, Look, Gretel, the stones on the drive outside sparkle in the moonlight. I have a plan! So Hansel snuck out and filled his pocket with stones. The next morning, their father and stepmother woke them at dawn and led them from their home into the woods. We're going into the woods to gather logs and tinder for our stove, said the stepmother, as she handed them two pieces of bread and pushed them to move faster. But as they walked, Hansel kept pausing and turning back to look at their home. Uh, hurry up, child. Don't forget your legs must move said Hansel's father. But father, I'm just looking back for my white cat, who climbed into the rooftop to see us off. You foolish child, said the stepmother. That's not your cat, just the morning sun reflecting off the chimney. And Hansel turned and continued walking with his family, stopping every so often to look back for his cat. Hmm. Hansel quite admired that feline. Well, sort of. When they reached the thickest part of the woods, Hansel and Gretel's father built them a big bonfire. Uh, we're going out to chop down some trees for firewood. Rest here, said their father. Then he left with their stepmother, saying, uh, We'll be back for you by nightfall. A promise they weren't intending to keep. The children rested by the fire and ate their bread while they waited. Waited for what? You'll see. The children rested through the afternoon as the fire died down and the sun began to set. Oh no, it's almost nightfall, said Gretel. The two of them walked a few paces into the woods. They thought they heard the melodic thump, thump, thumping of someone chopping wood all afternoon only to find that it wasn't a person chopping wood at all. Their father had tied a branch to a dead tree, and it was swinging back and forth with the wind. Oh, how will we ever find our way out of the woods? We have no idea where to go. But Hansel smiled to himself. Don't worry, sister, he said before pulling one of the stones out of his pocket and holding it up above his head. See how these stones gleam and sparkle in the moonlight? Ooh, sparkle? Is that more German food? No, sparkle just means to glisten and be shiny. Uh, sparkle, spackle, Hansel, Gretel, strudel, doodle, I'm starting to feel dizzy. 
Hansel held the stone up to the moonlight, and it almost began to glow in the dark. Every stone Hansel had pulled from his pocket and dropped along their path through the woods was now lighting their way home. Oh, so it wasn't actually about the cat. Nope. You've done it, brother, said Gretel, and the two walked the path of the stones all the way back to their little house just outside of the woods. They arrived at dawn. Ooh, I can only imagine their stepmother's reaction upon their return. Well, she covered it up. When she saw them at the door, she said, Oh, you wicked children. Why did you sleep so long in the woods? We were so worried you weren't going to come back. Oh, I've never heard such maligned falsities. She's horrid. Yeah, she really was. And as soon as their food stores were low again, Hansel and Gretel overheard their stepmother plotting with their father. There's not enough food for the family again. Husband, we only have half of a loaf of bread. We must take the children into the woods, and this time we'll go much deeper, so they won't be able to find their way home. Oh, no! Gretel grabbed Hansel from fright. It's all right, sister. I'll go gather stones. But when Hansel went to open the door, he found it had been locked. We're doomed! Doomed! Said Gretel. But Hansel hushed her, because he had come up with a second plan. That boy, always with his plans. Just like you, Jonathan. Yeah, I... I guess he is sort of like me. When their stepmother and father woke them up at dawn the next morning and handed them what little bread they had left, Hansel crushed his bread into crumbs as he shoved it in his pocket. A few steps into the woods, he stopped and turned back to look at their home. Hurry up, my boy. We've got to head deeper into the woods today. Oh, but father, I'm only looking back to see that dove on the roof. I've never seen one so white. You dunce, chided his stepmother. There's no dove, just like it wasn't your cat. It's the morning sun shining on the chimney. Oh, said Hansel, before turning to their path. But a few steps later, he stopped to look back again, and a few after that, and after that. Clever boy! Sounds like his plan is working again. Not so fast, Reg. Since he had crumpled their bread to mark their way home, there was nothing for them to snack on before it got dark. When the sun began to set, Hansel leaned over and whispered to his sister, Wait until the moon comes up, sister. It will illuminate our path, and we can follow the breadcrumbs I left right back to our front door. But when they searched for their crumbs, there was nothing to be found. Crumb snatches? Uh, sort of. Hansel and Gretel concluded that birds must have eaten all the crumbs as they sat by the fire. Now there was no path for them to find their way home. <sighs> what a shame for the poor babes. What's that look you're giving me, Jonathan? Babes? What is this, a 90s surfing movie? It's how we hedgehogs say children. Anyway, 
Without any direction, Hansel and Gretel set out into the woods to try to find their way home. They walked all night until sunrise, and they still had no idea where they were. Plus, they were getting hungry again. Oh, Gretel, if we don't find some food soon, our grumbling stomachs will give us away, and we will become some wolf's breakfast. But Gretel didn't reply. She had seen something in a clearing. A white dove they had been following landed on the roof of a small cottage. A home! Brother, don't fear! We're saved! Saved! Said Gretel as they rushed to the cottage. I knew he'd find a way, sister! The two siblings quickly noticed that this was no ordinary home. It was made of sweets. Mmm, how delicious. The roof is soft cake. It's so lovely and fluffy. I'm sure they won't mind if two hungry children just snack a little. Hansel reached up and broke off a shingle. Mmm, it tastes so sweet. Mmm, he said, with a face full of cake. Gretel already knew how sweet it was, because she sampled the gingerbread walls and proceeded to lick the sugar glass windows. Soon, a voice came from inside the home. Nibble, nibble, little mouse, who is nibbling on my house? No one, shouted the children. Uh, It was the wind. They kept munching away, Hansel, who really enjoyed the roof, grabbed another cake shingle, and Gretel punched out a sugar glass window pane to gnaw on. But as soon as the children's fib left their lips, a little old woman popped out of the home. The children were so shocked, they dropped the food they had been eating. Oh no, not the sweets. Ah, you dear children, said the old lady. Come inside, come inside, hungry ones. I'll take care of you. And so Hansel and Gretel followed the old woman into her home. Once inside, she served them a large warm meal of pancakes, applesauce, and candied walnuts. She made them two beds with fine white cotton sheets, and the poor children who hadn't eaten or slept soundly for a very long time, thought they were in heaven. Hmm, I wouldn't trust it. Yes, Reg, good instincts. Because it wasn't heaven. She was a wicked witch who made her house of sweets to lure children there to cook and eat them. Ugh, I would never eat a child. Too gamey. Get it? Because children often play games? (laughs) Yeah, I get it. But to continue, while the children were sleeping, the wicked witch stood over their beds and cackled to herself. (laughs) Like all witches, she had red eyes and poor sight, and she wanted to be swift with her movements so that the children would not get away from her. Look at their rosy cheeks. They will be a nice mouthful. And then she picked up the sleeping Hansel and locked him up. 
Oh my! Yep, she didn't want the children to escape. When morning finally arrived, she stood over Gretel's bed, much more witchy than the night before, kicked the bed frame, and shouted, Get up, you lazy bones! Fetch water and cook something for your brother to eat! Gretel was stunned. Your brother is locked in that stall over there, and you need to get him ready for me to eat. At every mealtime, the witch would give Hansel the best foods and force Gretel to eat the leftovers. Like what? Well, like shells of crayfish or the crusts of bread. And after they had eaten, the witch would walk over to Hansel and say, Stick out your finger. And because her eyesight was so poor, she squeezed Hansel's finger to see if he was ready to eat. However, Hansel, being clever, never actually stuck out his finger. He would always use a bone from the floor instead, making him unappealing to the witch. After four weeks, the witch was frustrated that Hansel still wasn't ready to cook and eat. Sounds horrible. It was and Gretel was doing all of the chores and cooking. She was so sad, she'd sob and sob. Oh, we're doomed! Doomed! Stop your slobbering! It won't help you! One morning, the witch woke Gretel early. Get up, lazy bones! We're making bread today! I've already started the fire in the oven and kneaded the dough. But Gretel, who was also very clever, knew something was up. She had an idea brewing in her head. So when the witch demanded, Okay, lazy bones, get into that oven and see if it's hot enough to bake bread. I wouldn't do that. Sounds unwise. Yeah, Gretel thought so too. The witch was tired of waiting for Hansel, so she planned to close the oven door and eat Gretel as a side dish and Hansel as the main course. But instead of getting into the oven, she lifted her arms and legs weakly. Um, I'm not sure what you mean by climb in. I don't know how to do that properly. Ah, you foolish child! Stupid goose! This is how you do it! The witch reprimanded Gretel as she climbed into the oven to demonstrate. As soon as the witch was inside, Gretel shoved her deeper into the hot coals and slammed the heavy oven door shut. Oh, I've praised Hansel for being clever, but I've not yet given Gretel her due— She's just as quick and resourceful as her brother. Yep, she really is. Then Gretel ran to free Hansel. Where did they go from there since they were kicked out of their home and left to wander the woods? Well, before the two escaped, they used their cleverness once again to search the cottage. And do you know what they found? Strudel? Uh, no. Riches. Riches beyond compare. Pearls, diamonds, and gold. They filled their pockets with their new booty. Then did they rush back home to their father to prove their stepmother wrong? Well, truth be told, 
this story has changed a lot since it was first shared. So nobody really agrees on how the details worked out. Some say they rode home on the back of a white fluffy duck. Huh. That's an odd turn of events. Well, you know what Daffy Duck, one of the most famous ducks in the world, says? Consequences, consequences. As long as I'm rich. Well, that's... confusing. They were rich, Reg. No matter how they got there, they knew it was time to find their way back home to their father. And what happened when he saw them? He was relieved and overjoyed to have them back home. And what about the very, very, very bad stepmother? Well, there are many theories about what happened to her, but my ending has the best twist. Strudel! Finally, my golden baked sweetness! <laughs> no. In my telling of Hansel and Gretel, the stepmother is actually. the witch! <laughs> wow, Jonathan! You're a profound storyteller. Well, thank you, Reg. All this talk of sweets, and I'm hungrier than ever. May we eat some strudel now? <laughs> yes, Reg. Let's feast on some strudel. And Danish? And croissants? And doughnuts? Oh, and maybe some cronuts, and, uh... <sighs> what a delicious way to end. This has been a John in Character production. Today's story was written by Amy Thompson and performed by Jonathan Cormer. Sound recording and production by Jermaine Hamilton at Studio Circle Recordings. For more information about this episode, go to johnincharacter.com. Oh, and if our storytelling brings you some joy, and a few laughs, we'd be so grateful if you'd help us live happily ever after by writing a review. It's one of the best ways for others to find our geeky tales. But before you go, please hit the subscribe button so future episodes will automatically show up in your podcast library. Now, go be the hero of your own story, and we'll see you next Once Upon a Time.